I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. What a joy it is to be able to join with you on this Friday evening and to give you what thus saith the Lord. We have been enjoying uh, this series on what constitutes God's personality and uh, or the personality traits of God. And I hope you have been enjoying it and that you've been taking notes and uh, you can go back and review it because God is blessing us through the word. It's only the word that's going to make you strong. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I enjoy music. I enjoy listening to music. I enjoy cliches. I enjoy the little uh, 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 sayings that go on. But my brothers and sisters, it is only the word of God that's going to make you strong. You've got to learn how to be an intaker of the word of God and then hear what God is saying in your spirit. Uh, let's, uh, let's go and have a word of prayer and then I'm going to move very quickly. Dear God, I thank you for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. I love you, Lord, with all my heart. And I pray now, God, that you will bless those who are listening. I pray that you will bless those who are watching. I pray that you will bless those who will participate in this Bible study. Give them an enlightenment that they will understand your word and that they will come to know you better. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. Come on and say, thank God. Amen. All right. For our scripture... Please let us go to the 20th number of Psalm and let's read it. It's talk in this number of Psalm is entitled trust in the name of the Lord, our God. It says the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Say, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. I have read in your hearing the entire 20th number of Psalm. Um, may God bless all of you. I was talking on Wednesday uh, and I was talking about uh, when the Holy Ghost or when the Spirit uh, comes and that he will guide you into the full truth 
uh, he, he won't speak on his own behalf. He will speak what he hears and he will tell you about things to come. That's according to the 16th chapter of John and the 13th verse. Uh, my brothers and sisters, what a blessing it is to be able to hear what the Lord is saying. And as we continue to talk about what constitutes God's personality, it is a blessing to be able to say that if we will hear what the word is saying to us, there are so many more benefits that we will have because the word speaks directly to us and we will be able to live according to what God says. If we, we talked about uh, the Godhead and we talked about what Jesus said. We, this, this wasn't about what J. Drew Sheard said. It was about what Jesus said in the word of God. The word of God is clear. And uh, there's no reason for us to debate on what the word of God said. It is very clear. And so we talked about the Godhead and I'm not here to 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 uh, debate with anybody about what the Bible says about the Godhead. Of course, you uh, if you were with me on Wednesday, uh, you heard me talk. Uh, uh, distinctively about what Jesus said. I read from the Bible what Jesus said. No, we don't serve three gods. We serve one God who is manifested in three persons. God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost. And so we heard Jesus make reference to his Father, we heard Jesus make reference to the Holy Ghost. We heard Jesus make reference to his father, to himself and the Holy Ghost in one verse of scripture. Now, let me show you something else. Go with me to the 28th chapter of Matthew and the 19th verse. If you have such a Bible, it will be in red lettering. It will be in red lettering. The Bible says this red lettering is an indication that Jesus is talking. And the Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, Jesus said, so wherever you go, Make disciples everywhere, but use this formula to baptize. Listen, baptize them. Listen, Jesus said this. I didn't say it. Paul didn't say it. Mark didn't say it, but Jesus said it. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It was also shown in the priestly and apostolic benediction. Uh, if you go with me uh, uh, and if you'll understand what Jesus is saying, he was very clear. Uh, he was very clear about how we should baptize. Now, you can go and come up with a different formula, but I'd rather go according to the formula that Jesus gave. 
Now, go back uh, with me to the book of Numbers, the sixth chapter. Um, the 24th verse. Let's see what it says. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And I will bless them. The Lord will bless you and watch over you, says the word of God. The Lord will smile on you and be kind to you. The Lord uh, will look on you with favor and give you peace. So whenever they use my name to bless the Israelites, I will bless them. Some say that the repetition of Jehovah three times suggests the divine trinity which corresponds with the, sec the book of 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and 14th verse. I'm, I'm closing uh, uh, pretty soon, but I want to share something with you. 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Listen, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all, amen. The second epistle to the Corinthian was written from Philippi, a city of Macedonia by Titus and Lucas. So you got to understand that there is this blessing. Once again, we're dealing with the Godhead, not three gods. I want to keep saying that. Not three gods, but one God manifested in three persons. Now, somebody said, where does God live, uh, uh, Brother Sheard? He doesn't live in a man-made building. Hallelujah. Uh, he doesn't live in a man-made building. If you go with me to Acts 7 and 48, it says, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, uh, as saith the prophet. Now, the 49th verse, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What house uh, will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest. Now, look at here, look at here. I'll be at the most high doesn't live in a house like you and I uh, live that was built by humans. That's what the prophet said. But the Lord says, listen, God is so awesome until heaven is his throne. Watch this. The earth is his footstool. Now, what kind of house are you going to build for me? Man, that big and that, that, that of that magnitude. He said, where will I rest? Hallelujah. And, and go with me to the 17th chapter of Acts and the 24th verse. It said, God that made the world and all things thereof, excuse me, therein, seeing that he 
is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. He, he, he doesn't live in shrines made by humans. He, you know, uh, we say this is the house of the Lord, but you know, this is the house of this has been dedicated uh, to God. And therefore, when we're in this house, we signify it as the house of the Lord because this is where we come to worship him. Uh, but the, 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 the actual uh, presence of God is not here unless we bring, unless God invokes his presence in this place. My, my. Uh, that's why you can't get caught up into these buildings. Of course, we respect it. I treat this place as uh, with the utmost respect. But my brothers and sisters, the presence of the Lord is felt when we come into this place and realize that this ain't about us. It's all about God. Uh, God lives in heaven. Uh, somebody put that on your screen and say he lives in heaven. Yeah, yeah. In 1 King 8 and 39. 1 King 8 and 39. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest. For thou, even thou only, knowest the heart of all the children of men. Hear them in heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven is where God lives. Forgive and take action. Give each person uh, the proper reply. And you know what is in their hearts because you alone know everything. God knows everything. Go with me to 1 King, the 8th chapter and the 30th verse. It says, And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel when they shall pray towards this place. Mm. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. And when thou hearest, forgive. Please, Lord, forgive. Hear us and forgive. When you hear our prayers that have gone up into the place where you dwelleth, which is heaven, hear us mm, and forgive. Praise God. Skip down to that 43rd verse. Hear thou in heaven. Thy dwelling place. Uh, somebody want to know where does God live? He lives in heaven. Yeah. And do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for. That all people of the earth may know thy name to fear thee as do the people of the people Israel. And that they may know that this house which I have built is called by thy Name. You see, the house that we built is called by the name of God. However, you should not narrow God as to say that Jesus only lives in your church. He's universal. I'm so glad that God can bless us here at Greater Emmanuel at the same time he's blessing a church in Alabama. Watch this. He can bless us here the same time that he's blessing a church in Brazil, in Africa. God can do it because God lives in heaven and he's everywhere. Hallelujah. Now, go with me to the 49th verse. Then hear thou their prayer and supplication in heaven, thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause. Then in heaven, the place where you live, 
hear their prayer for mercy and do what is right for them. Go with me to 2 Chronicles, the sixth chapter and the 21st verse. It says, hearken therefore unto the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. Hear us in heaven, the place where you live, God. Hear us and forgive us. Look, look at that 30th verse. Then hear thou from heaven that dwell. They kept making it very clear where the Lord lives is in heaven and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways whose heart thou knowest for thou only knowest the heart of the children of men. You know, God knows what is in the hearts of men because he knows, uh, only, he only knows what we're thinking and what we uh, are feeling in our hearts. Go with me to the 33rd verse. This, this, this chapter of six, uh, six chapter of uh, second Chronicles, it keeps on telling you where Jesus lived. Look what it says. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name and fear thee as doth the people, thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. Now, watch this. I'm going to make a shift. So I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Okay, do everything that the stranger, those persons who are calling on you, have asked you to do. And you got to understand what, what the scripture is saying. This scripture is basically talking about people getting forgiveness, uh, uh, being regenerated and, and coming back to God. This is a plea for Lord, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of what I've done wrong. And the Bible keeps saying, Lord, uh, 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 hear me from your dwelling place, which is heaven. Now, if you notice in this particular scripture, uh, this scripture says, uh, heaven, thy dwelling place. And that lets us know, uh, you know, where God lives. That's the let you know where God lives. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm making the shift. Stay with me because uh, you, you see, God is so big that he can have a number of dwelling places. Hear what I'm getting ready to say. I'm finna shift here because not only does God, hallelujah, live in heaven, but he'll live in your heart. Hallelujah. He lives in the regenerated hearts of men. Go with me to Isaiah the 57th chapter and the 15th verse. They said, but thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell, good God Almighty, in the high and holy place uh, uh, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit 
to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. Hallelujah. Here, here, the high and the lofty one lives forever. It says the Bible and his name is holy. This is what God says. He said, I live in this, in, 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 in a high and holy place. <clears throat> he said, but I am with those who, who, who possess a crushed and humble spirit. He said, I will renew the spirit of those who are humbled and the courage of those who are crushed. Go with me to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter and the 16th verse. Look what it says, my brothers and my sisters. Look what it says, 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. This is why you couldn't cut this lesson off. You, get, you needed to hear the whole part of this lesson. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? It's a question. This is a question. It's a question to those who have who have made a transition to to those who have been reformed from the world for those who have given their life to the Lord. He said, don't you know that you are God's temple? And that his spirit lives in you, you need to know that. You need to know that so, so that you can stop acting weird and crazy. Good God Almighty. Go with me to 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter and the 16th verse. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will live and walk among them. I will be their God and, will, and they will be my people. I identify that I got the spirit of God in me. I identify, I don't mind telling that I got the Holy Ghost. The Holy, remember, the Holy Spirit dwelleth in you when you give your life to God and accept uh, 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 of the way that God will have you to live. You become a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Ghost when you meet the requirements of living a saved and sanctified life. How can you know God lives if no one has seen him or has, uh, or, 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 or has anyone seen him? If you go with me to the 33rd chapter of Exodus, Lord have mercy. And the 20th verse, and he said, thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live. Uh-huh. Go to John 1 and 18. John 1 and 18 says, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. Now, no one has seen, ever seen God, God's only son, the one who is closest to the father's heart has made him known 
to us. Now, although, although no one has ever seen God the Father, Jesus Christ reveals who God the Father is to us. Jesus is the full and final revelation of God. I hope you're hearing me. Yes, that's when you, no one has seen God the Father. But Jesus is the manifestation of God the Father. Hallelujah. Go with me to John 1 and 1. Watch this. In the beginning was the Word. Hallelujah. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Ah, you got to get this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Okay? The Word made flesh is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is forevermore. He's eternal. But Jesus Christ... The Bible says in the beginning, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, the word that was made flesh, was already in existence. Then the Bible says, and the word Jesus was with God. And the word was God. I keep telling y'all, we only serve one God, but our God is manifested in three persons. Ah, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. Skip down to the 14th verse. See what it said. And the word was made flesh. I just told you that. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. And we beheld his glory. In other words, we saw Jesus, for those who lived at that time, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word, hallelujah, became human and lived among us. Thank you, God. We saw his glory. It was the glory that the Father shares with his only son, a glory full of kindness and truth. How can we know God? Hmm. We can know him through Jesus Christ as our personal savior. If ye, I'm sorry, John 14 and seven. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. If ye had known me, said the Bible, you will also know my father. From now on, you know him through me and have seen him in me. Watch how, how can you know? First John 4 and 15. First John 4 and 15. I wish somebody would type on the screen and say, I know God. Hmm. John, 1 John 4 and 15, whosoever, here it is, shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. God gives in those who declare that Jesus is the Son of God and they live in God. All right? Now, I'm going to stop here and then uh, next uh, 
Oh, Lord, what is this, Friday? <laughs> oh, I got carried away there. I'm going to start on Wednesday, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So stay with me, and then uh, that's where we are now. We're going to talk about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, I thank you for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. And we shall forever give your name the praise. The glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow into this fertile ground. I want you to sow. I want you to get a $20 seed, a $20 seed. You can mail it in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church at 19190 Schaefer Highway, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can um, give at PayPal at geikojic.org. Again, that's PayPal at geikojic.org. Or you can give at Giblify. Uh, search for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church of God in Christ. Look for our logo. And you can give there or you can give uh, at Cash App, dollar sign, GEI Kojic One. Or you can always give securely in our GEI app. Or you can text to give at 28950 and put in there the space GEI offer, a space, and the dollar amount. I'm looking forward to you being blessed through your giving. Because, my brothers and sisters, every time I sow a seed, God does something in my life. And I'm praying that you'll have the same testimony because our God is a blessing when we give. And so I'm praying. For, I'm going to pray over your seed, and then I'm going to dismiss. And, of course, I'm asking you to tune in this Sunday. This Sunday, of course, at 1130, excuse me, 830 and 1130, we'll be having worship service. Of course, at 1130, uh, we have a special service for my wife and I, but I want you to be a part. Dear Lord, we thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Bless these seeds that are being sown into this fertile ground. Cause them to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, but for the sake of their personal lives. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory and honor in Jesus' name we pray. Look at somebody and say, here I go again, believe in God. Type that on the screen. Here I go again, believe in God. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you until Sunday. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. And we all said amen. God bless you and I love you with the love of the Lord. As we are a church driven by the cross, we seek to provide the tools you need to stay the course. So add our Gregory Manual podcast on Apple and Spotify, filled with your favorite Sunday sermons and midweek motivations. Follow our bishop, first lady, and church on all social media platforms to stay connected and to see what's happening.